Take ORFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and streaming of primo local content. Download the accessmedia.nz app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you information of special interest to new migrants to Dunedin. Welcome to Settlement Information with Citizens Advice Bureau. Kia ora everybody. Thanks very much for coming to listen to us again. Turned your dial of the radio up, I hope. Um, you're back with Citizens Advice Bureau settling in Dunedin. And this is with Citizens Advice who are in Princess Street, 155 Princess Street. Please do come and see us if you have queries about anything we're about to talk about. And you can ring us on 47161166 or 0800-367-222. So I'm back here again with Kevin. How are you, Kevin? Good morning, Robbie. I'm fine. Well, that's cool because what are we going to talk about? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about employment agreements. Okay, so we've done a little bit on employment because um, it's going to be an ongoing topic with us a little bit at the moment. And today we're going to talk about exactly what is an employment agreement. So, Kevin, I have to ask you, what is supposed to be covered in an employment agreement? Well, Robbie, these the, the first lot have to be covered in the agreement by law, so which means that the employer has to present you with a document covering these items. Okay. So first of all, the names of the employer and the employee. So the employer is the person who's giving you the job. Yes. You are the employee. Okay. Now, there must also be a description of the employee's duties. So these are the the things which are expected of you that you will do during your hours of work, and that's most important. Then the location of the work. So this is the physical location where you will be working. If you are going to be in multiple locations, that must also be in your employment agreement. Yeah, that would be important. So if you're doing something like a cleaning job. A cleaning job or mm. a catering job. Yep. Uh, yeah, very important because, again, the the physical attributes of the building or the situation may, may change. So that must be, be covered as well. Okay. The next thing are the hours of work when you obviously start and finish or if you have um, no fixed period of time, what sorts of times that you are expected to be at work. And again, that's very important. It's also negotiable, isn't it? It is negotiable, exactly. But it has to be agreed by both your employer and yourself. Exactly, exactly. Um, Then the pay details, how much you will be paid as well as how often you will be paid. Now, in New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, the the main pay periods are fortnightly or monthly, but some are weekly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know of anyone over a month. 
But no. if there's a situation where it is over a month, uh, it, it must be there as well. But it must tell you how often you will be paid. Does it? It also has the day usually that you will be paid, doesn't yes, it? Yes, the the day that you will be paid, and also how. And so in New Zealand these days, most pay is paid into a bank account. Yes. Very few people today would pay by cash. Even though, interestingly enough, the legislation says to pay by cash, really and truly, that hasn't happened in New Zealand since happened. I was a student, to tell exactly. you the truth. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the old days of the, the, the brown pay envelope mm. and the pay clerk and all that sort of thing. But it still does. It still, it still does can happen. happen in some places, exactly. I imagine. But so I, it I needs know. to be in mm. your agreement how uh, the the employer will want a bank statement or a bank account number and your uh, tax number and all that sort of thing. So that's that's really important to you if you're looking for a job, actually. Mm. Um, it's a good thing for you people out there to remember this. Make sure that you have signed up for an IRD number, mm-hmm. as we call it, that's with Inland Revenue, and um, and that you have a bank account with a checking account in it or savings account, mm-hmm. and that you nominate which bank account number you want your pay to go exactly. into. And it should go in if you're paid fortnightly, and it might be a Wednesday you get paid, and it will fortnightly, it should appear in your bank account. Exactly, it makes yeah. it easier for you to plan stuff mm-hmm. that you're going to do, your rent, <laughs> you know, you just basic things like your rent and your exactly. food, and mm. you know, just just makes budgeting easier for yeah, you. Exactly, yeah. I, I totally agree. the The next one is mm-hmm. there must be a description of the process for resolving any disputes between the employee and the employer, including information on raising a personal grievance. Now, explanation: mm-hmm. personal grievance is something which you feel is happening in the workplace that affects you personally. It may be you feel that either your employer or a fellow employee is picking on you unnecessarily and you feel that this is not right. Uh, You do have the right to take out a personal grievance Right, and those, those steps should be actually um, itemised in your employment agreement on how you can do that, who you go to, mm-hmm. and all the processes. And, of course, if you don't know, you can come and see us. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're there for. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that we will tell you to do is to create a diary or a list mm-hmm. or a record on paper of what happened – when it happened, how mm-hmm. it's happened, how mm-hmm. many times it's happened, and build up a case mm. so that if it goes any further, you have everything in writing. You're not relying on your memory, which sometimes can be unreliable. That's right. And yeah. um, so, so that's the sort of thing, as Robbie says, come and see us. Mm. Then the, the next thing is entitlements when working on public Holidays. That's this right. This is not weekends. No. New Zealand has a number, and I can't remember the number. Of it's 11. Is it 11, it? is it? Is mm. it 11, or am I just imagining it or yeah. wishing it? Well, <laughs> we, we, we have quite a number. We do. Not as many as some countries and more than other countries. Yeah. We're reasonably generous. Yeah. And, and the, these are your um, 
Christmas Day, your Boxing Day, your New Year's Day, the day after New Year, um, New Zealand Day, uh, Queen's yes, Birthday. Yes, anniversary day. Anniversary day. Um, Queen's Birthday, as you Queen's said. Birth. Mm-hmm. Labor Day, which is going to be coming up in October. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one. Um, I forget. The, yeah. <laughs> But 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 there, there are a lot. The the anniversary day, the Targo anniversary day, that is a bit of a movable feast, and yes. that can present a little misunderstanding because it's a March holiday, and some companies tack it on to Easter. They do. But that will be discussed with you. But the basic thing is that you are entitled um, to certain other conditions mm. if you are working That's for right. public holiday. You are. Make sure that you read that and understand in your contracts and always read your contracts. You understand what it means. And if you don't know, ask us. I ask us, exactly. <laughs> and the, the final um, must-have is how any restructuring situations will be handled. And we we did that last time. So you can um, go into the Otago Access Radio website and look for the Connecting Cultures Zone and you'll find us settling in Dunedin with Citizens Advice Bureau and find that one. Mm, And you'll hear Kevin and I discussing redundancy. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's also a number of minimum conditions that have to be in the employment agreement. And um, these are minimum wage rates and your annual leave entitlement. Mm. So again, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, under New Zealand law, there is an annual leave holiday Mm. entitlement. So everyone is entitled to a certain number of holidays, weeks per year, and then these can change as you get a uh, you work a yeah. bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You generally have four weeks, exactly, or pro rata, depending on whether or not. And pro rata means if you don't work full time, mm. so you only work a couple of hours a week. Um, it'll be depending on how many hours you um, accumulate that you get for your annual leave. That's right. And, yeah. and also with the, the annual leave, there are certain law, rules on how you can take them. Mm. You don't have to take them all in one block. No. But you, there is a minimum block that you, you have to, to take. Yeah, you, generally it's about two weeks. And it is, it is, and I have to tell you this because it is true, at the discretion of your employer. So you do have to ask for annual leave and make sure you do it in advance. And Mm -hmm. it means a little bit of uh, forward planning on your part each time you want to take annual leave. You can't decide on Monday that you're going to have the next week off. Exactly. um, uh, You have to um, give people enough time to sort it out and to find cover for you. So forward planning with that sort of thing is probably – the best bet for you. Mm, that's mm. right. And you'll find with the people you work with, most of them are talking about what they're going to do, mm. when they're going to do it, and, and so on. So it's a common thing over a cup it's of tea. It's terribly common over a cup of tea. Yeah. And um, having worked in um, a situation where 
everybody wanted to go away at the same time, it came down to it's your turn this year, mm. it's your turn next year, and the year after it's yours. So right. it sort of basically comes down to everybody working in together. Exactly. Mm. Uh, there's also, if you can't come and see us, uh, mm. on the business.govt.nz website, yes. there is an employment agreement builder. Mm. So so that will help um, if you have a look at that. But yeah. again, as Robbie says, if you don't understand what that is and it's not the easiest document no. to find your way out, <laughs> um, come and see us. Now, as from 31st of March 2016, the employment agreement must include the hours, days and times of work which have been agreed between the employer and the employee. Yes, so that you know exactly what's going to happen. You can't have your employer come to you after you've started work and say, um, oh, look, your hours are going to change. They can, they can do that, but only in agreement with you. They can't say when you come in on Monday, oh, actually, I wanted you to come in on Tuesday instead of Monday. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. exactly. Um, so th th they are the basics. Now, th yep. there are more complicated um, issues about agreed hours and th yeah. the work that they will give you and the work they can't give you and so on. But that sort of situation is better to come and see us um, because it takes a bit of time to explain it does. what that's about. Yeah, because we look it up because – these programs are all about knowing your rights, mm. and um, that's what we do. We let you know what your rights are so that you can go and sort some of the situations out yourself. So once you've actually spoken to us about it and we've shown you the written uh, rights as well, um, it's easy enough for you to get it right in your head to go and do your own battles, mm -hmm, which, exactly. is, which actually is quite empowering and makes you feel quite good about yourself, mm -hmm. I think. People do. <laughs> it's great. Exactly. So um, let's have a look at what is exactly supposed to be in employee minimum rights. Um, so all employees have minimum employment rights in New Zealand law and that can't be taken away from you. Um, and it's important to know your rights and that's where you can come and see us. So I'm just going to read this little piece out to you because it's just, it's just in a nice way. And it says you have a right to get a written employment contract. That's what Kevin has just discussed. Get advice or support from someone you trust before you sign the contract. That could be us, if you want to know, or it could be somebody else that you work with who's familiar with the employment contracts because sometimes you might not understand exactly what is written there and it's easy to have somebody talk it through with you. Um, you have a right to have your contract kept updated. So if there are any changes going on in work, you need to have that updated and signed in your contract. And you have a right to a copy of your contract when you ask for it. So it's, you know, it, it's yours. You've signed it as a contract between you and your employer. 
You have a right to be paid at least the minimum wage if you are 16 years or older. And at the moment, I think it's $18.25. I think so. Something Mm. like that. So if you're being paid less than that, you are not being paid the minimum right, uh, the minimum wage, and that's not right, basically. Um, You have a right to get rest and meal breaks. Now, there's an example here. During eight-hour work period, you have the right to get both Two 10-minute paid rest breaks. That's morning tea and afternoon tea, as we call it, and one 30-minute unpaid meal break. So you can actually um, go and sit in a staff canteen if there's one, or you can go outside and have your lunch, or you can go out and meet your mates for lunch, but only for 30 minutes and you have to be back. (laughs) Okay, some people are very lucky and get an hour for lunch, but that is unpaid. All right, you have a right to take 11 public holidays off work on full pay if they are days you would normally work. So that's shift work. If you work shift work, you get paid for that day. You get, I think sometimes you get paid time and a half. Yes, you get paid 1.5 times, so that's what we call time and a half, your normal pay rate plus another day off if you work on a public holiday that is otherwise a normal working day, which is quite good. I've been in jobs where I've had that, and it does add up. Um, particularly if you're a student, and we know there's some students out there who work and they work really hard and they work on the public holidays. Well, when you do finally leave the job and if you haven't taken your days off, you get paid out, which is a bonus. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Now, once you've been working or employed for a minimum of six months, you mm. are then entitled to five days paid sick leave a year, up to three days paid bereavement leave on the death of a spouse or partner, parent, child, sibling, grandparent, grandchild, or your spouse or partner's parent. So that's three paid days there. And and when people are here and their parents, etc., are overseas, how does that work, do you think? I'm not sure, Robbie, uh, because yeah. you would probably have to negotiate yeah. um, with your employer, but they would have to give you at least the three days anyway. They would have to give you. That's yes. dead right. Just because you might have had a parent or a sibling, um, you know, pass away overseas in your home country, because this is your home now too, um, it doesn't mean to say you don't get that bereavement leave because it's a sad time and yes, you do and yes, you should take it because it's quite good to take stock when these things happen. But any leave after that, if you may have to leave the country um, to go back and support other family members, you have to negotiate that with your employer. And we know it will be hard for you. Exactly. Mm. And a good employer might offer you, you can take it out of your holiday leave Mm. or unpaid holiday. There are various options and it's just a matter of negotiations. Mm. Um, You can get up to 10 days paid domestic violence leave per year. That's a new one. That's a new one, Mm. exactly. Mm. And um, 
get four weeks paid annual holiday once you've been employed for at least 12 months. Yeah. And often that is granted or you can get some of that prior to the working the 12 months. But after 12 months, you are entitled to um, the four weeks um, paid holiday. Parental leave up to 12 months uh, if you meet the six-month or 12-month rule. So, again, parental leave is available. And that's just... Yeah, that's that's just just changed. changed again and been extended as well. So there are various other things like um, which cover domestic violence and if you need help with that, come and see us. And also you you can ask your employer for details of your time worked, leave and holiday entitlements. And now every employer has to keep records of your employment, yes, including leave and, and so on. Um, now, you have to be treated fairly and treated to a proper process if you lose your job through being fired or made redundant. Um, you have to be protected against unlawful discrimination because of your age, ethnicity, sex, disability, or religious beliefs. So all these are covered. And if you feel that you are being discriminated against, either well, come and see us, and it may turn into a personal grievance or yes, whatever. Yes, it might, yeah. And um, you have to be protected from any adverse treatment um, because you might be affected by domestic violence. Again, come and see us. And also, you have to have a w- safe work place with proper training, supervision, and equipment. And what we've seen through the court systems mm. often is people have been particularly with machinery. Yes. Have been given jobs, tasks to do, and they have there's been an accident and then they find that uh, there has not been adequate training has been yep. done. Or there weren't safeguards. I think somebody lost a, a hand mm. recently. Exactly. Um and that the um his workplace was fined quite heavily because they didn't have a guard, which exactly. is what they were supposed to have. So so that, these things are all important, and they all are listed in your employment. They should be all listed in your employment agreement, I should, I should say. Um, it's not they are, but they should be. Sometimes they're left out. So that's why we're here know, uh, letting you know your rights about this. Um, we've got to the point where what your employer can't do, and they can't make deductions, and that means take your money from your pay if you don't agree to it, except for deductions set out in law, such as income tax. And if you've got um, KiwiSaver, KiwiSaver, and some people pay sort of personal insurance and get that taken out of their pay as well. So at the bottom of your pay slip should be all your deductions. That's right, Kevin? Mm-hmm, that's yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, and you can ask them, uh, they can't ask you, okay, they cannot ask you to pay them for giving you a job. If anything like that happens, for goodness sakes, come and see us and we'll help you sort that one out. Another thing they can't demand to do is keep your passport. Do not, under any circumstances, give anyone else your passport. Keep it in a safe place yourself at home. Again, if anything like that happens, you need to report it. 
um, and they can't make you do a 90-day trial period at the start of a new job if a business has 19 or fewer employees. So if there's only half half a dozen of you, you can't you do, they can't make you do a 90-day trial unless all of the following conditions are met and they are you agree to it first. It's written into your employment contract. The agreement includes the actual notice period and you both sign it before you start working. And this is all ties in to being fair with each other and dealing in good faith. And it's sometimes quite hard to do that, um, we know, and sometimes it's very easy. It depends on your employer. But if you think you're not being dealt with in good faith and things seem to be going the wrong way and you've listened to this and you've heard what we're saying and you think something's not quite right with my employment conditions, come and see us. I'll remind you we're at 155 Princess Street and that's the corner of Dowling and Princess Street, we're opposite, directly opposite the um, what's called the Dowling Street steps. <laughs> so you can find us quite easily and we can help you with it and just make sure you're open, honest and responsive when you're dealing with your employers. Any further comment we've got? I was just going to mention, and possibly this could be a subject of a further talk, mm-hmm. and that uh, in, in New Zealand we have the union movement. Yes, we do. And membership of a union can be quite beneficial because often they have a general employment agreement yes. and they do all the negotiating for you on your behalf and also you can talk to them about all these sorts of things. So possibly we could get a union person uh, in the future, to come and talk about we, we can. unions. Yeah. We can. And we're going to keep talking about some of these, um, uh, about employment at the moment, uh, to see us through this period of time, and we all know how difficult it is. So take care out there, everybody, and stay safe. And if you're unsure, come and see us. Cheers. Thanks, Kevin. Bye. FM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and streaming of primo local content. Download the accessmedia.nz app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.